0: Are you, entertained? are you not entertained? Is this not why you were here? <laughs> Turn the music up. Turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. It's time for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good
1: for this long, this hood, for oh, this pop, this hot, oh, this long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. look flow. what that money make bitch do. This one would get up. That's for something later on. It's TBD. I said, ooh woo-woo. ooh.
0: woo-woo.
1: What up, though, man? You good over there? Kelly's probably feeling a little good. It's sunny out.
0: <laughs> I'm all right, bro. Look, I'm all right. Look, day by day, you know, I think my, you know, stuff is working down here. You know, stuff is healing. Stuff is scabbing over. So we feeling good, bro. We what? Well, I think we almost, I think, I think it's like, what? I think it's week four or five post-surgery. So hopefully week six, you know, go to the doctor and he clears me to start, you know, walking without crutches. So we'll see.
1: All right. So I got a question for you with this shit. Like, I mean, I know a few people that tore their Achilles. You know what I mean, shout out my man Mark, my man Corey. <laughs> Both of niggas tore their jaw damn near, same summer. It was a bad jaw. Shout out to your man, he tore his jaw. I got word, another P dub nigga tore his jaw too. Reds. But I got, yeah, Reds tore his jaw. I got a feeling though that all y'all. Did the same type of thing. You mean? Y'all was upset. Y'all was mad. Y'all was disappointed. What the fuck? Why me? All those things. All those questions. You (laughs) mean you wondering why me? How did this happen? All I did was take a step. All I did was get a leg. That type of shit. But you ain't never once go in there and be like, well, I'm going to have to do some more research to see if I even want a goddamn Achilles repair. You know I mean you didn't go into go in there and ask your doctor? Yo, bro, like I need to see what's in this this stuff that's going to make me sleepy. I need to see what what type of instruments y'all are using. You didn't do all that, right? Did you no, do your not- own research?
0: I mean, no, I did not. I mean, no, I did not do my own personal research. I trusted that the doctors I was going to, you know, were legit and doing their job. I mean, I went to the place where you know JJ Watt, that guy, that that All Pro guy, he flew the all American the way to Philadelphia, to yeah,
1: yeah. be swatting shit and yeah, tackling. yeah, yeah.
0: That guy that that flew all the way to Philadelphia to get his jaw repaired at Rothman, yeah, that's the place I went. So you know they're pretty sturdy and pretty well known um, across the country of uh, of repairing Achilles tendons. But, so. so you say
1: you would you 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 trust that spot? Oh
0: yeah, like trust it, like. They did their job like they went to school for like five plus years, 10 plus years, eight plus years, however long it takes you to be become a surgeon. Like they went they have their credentials.
1: (laughs) Okay, I just I just want to know, because we're in this era right now of like people doing their own research.
0: Which is good, like which is good, like people should like research things and like learn things. That's definitely something that they should do.
1: Self-education is a great thing. (laughs) Facts. But but when it results in you starting to sound more and more crazy and you're questioning the people, you're questioning the very people who's writing the information that you're studying, now people start to look at you kind of weird because it's like, are you really going to give up your job because you don't want to get vaccinated?
0: I mean, that was a situation for us, right? Like we, there was a situation, there's a situation at our job currently where if you don't get the VAX, you can't work with our company. So it's like, we had to, you know, we had to go through that type of thinking as well. And obviously we're not on the type time and, you know, type stage of a guy like Kyrie Irving, who seems to be risking it all for what he believes in. It doesn't mean that he's not making a bonehead decision and not thinking straight or clearly.
1: See, it's funny because I feel like when the pandemic started, I was a thousand percent Kyrie. Yeah. you were. Tables, ladders, chairs, desks, whatever put me above people so they can see me. I was letting everybody know I ain't getting vaccinated. B. I don't even get the flu shot. Thanks. I don't get sick that much. You know I mean, I'm not going, y'all not finna go put the flu in me so I can get sick retroactively. Nah, I'm cool. Man. <laughs> if, I get, if I get the flu, we'll cross that joint when we get there. But <laughs> Early on, that was my mentality. Me and Kyrie Irving, we the same bull and that type of tip. I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm cool. But then I started to think about it. I started to see the deaths go up and go up. And go up. And you know, we work in a place where there's TVs around, it's news flying around all the time. And there's yeah. always that one little TV with like a news channel <laughs> on it. <and> sure. <laughs> Thanks. Trying to keep you in, in touch with reality. So we in that joint, we were looking at it. And every couple weeks, bro, it's 5,000 deaths, 10,000 deaths, 20,000 deaths, 50,000 deaths. Then all of a sudden, you're blinking, it's 700,000 plus dead people off of the vaccine so in between that time between 700 and where they first started getting real crazy i'm like you know i'm diabetic i'm gonna have to go get that joint now say i'm kyrie at this point in time and like they kind of mandated that we have to be vaccinated to come work at espn Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i probably would have went and got that joint because i'm not about to lose my job over something that's supposed to protect me anyway and if the vast majority of people are getting a vaccine, I find it hard for it to be something that isn't beneficial. So I've been got vaxxed. We actually got vaxxed around the same time, months ago. So that type of mandate was out of sight, out of mind. Now in the NBA, you don't have to really be vaccinated to be in the NBA. If you're in a certain state, where it's allowable, we can just go in and out of. But I'd like to think almost all the teams are going to try to push their guys to get vaccinated because why wouldn't we, you know, they went through the bubble and all this shit. So now we got Kyrie, like you said, risking it all. And I'm upset from a basketball fan standpoint because the Nets are saying, well, look, he's not going to be vaccinated, which means he will not be allowed to practice. He will not be allowed to play with the team. And so he's an eligible participant in the National Basketball Association. I don't even know where to begin with this.
0: (laughs) I think it's wild, man. And like, I think the preface, the statement of this whole anti-vax situation is like, this isn't anything new, right? Like, anti-vaxxers have really been around since the early 1800s so it's like it's there's a long thing. there's a long history of people not wanting to get vaccinations and like we had a lot of extensive conversations of the vaccine whether or not to get it and like in the beginning i was kind of you know more so on your side but i kind of flipped flipped this flipped the script on on whether or not i was going to get it earlier because i was doing more research and i was talking to more people and i was realizing that this isn't kind of a situation where they're trying to take advantage of black people and like, this is this is a situation where as a whole, collectively we need us to, to all get healthier so that we can all save each other's lives. And like a lot of people, I don't like that people are making this as it's a personal decision. It's really not a personal decision. It's a very communal decision because if you're taking the decision and making, if you're making the decision to not get vaccinated and then still saying that you can do whatever the hell you wanna do, you're putting other people at risk. Because by you not being vaccinated, that means that you can now share the disease with other people. But you, I mean, you're more susceptible to contracting it. And if you do contract it, you can die and have a greater chance or a greater chance of dying. Now, that's not to say, obviously, we know, you getting the vax, you can still, um, you know, you can obviously still contract coronavirus, and you can still um, share it and spread it. But it's it it tempers those things, the whole point of the vaccine. It tempers those things from happening
1: yeah. and the thing like, like the idea of the vaccine I get because I was on that side. But like Kyrie, I did my my research, and I'm diabetic. So I'm uniquely and adversely prone to potentially getting sick and having it affect me worse than it would someone who's not diabetic, who doesn't have a preexisting condition. And we live in Connecticut. We don't go that many places. We go (laughs) around the (laughs) state, but we don't go that many places. So say we weren't vaxxed up. We also probably wouldn't be going out anyway. Because one in our mind, we probably wouldn't feel as at ease with, not having the vaccine as opposed to having it but kyrie irvin is a fucking nba basketball player which means bottom line he's a super spreader individual because he's going from city to city he's going from hospital to hospital he's encountering thou- maybe maybe a couple thousand people a day and those people are encountering people so you know it's like you, it, it's one of those graphs where you, you put one dot somewhere and you draw a line, you draw two more dots, you draw a line, you draw a couple more. The next thing you know, you have a tree of coronavirus trails of people who are interacting with the super spreader. And in that case, it's Kyrie Irving. Right. Now, I don't have a problem with what he is or isn't going to do because it's his decision. It's cool. If you don't want to get vaxxed up, all right, cool, fine. But you have a chance to go win a championship and in a lot of ways solidify yourself as one of those guys because we all we both are I'm sure in agreement that Kyrie Irving might not be the greatest point guard of all time but he probably is the best finisher ever at the point guard position yeah. he's one of he might be the most skilled point guard to ever play the game handle, dribble, jumper, finishing, left, right, the whole thing. He got it all. Then you drop him on a team with Kevin Durant, the greatest scorer ever, and then James Harden, the other greatest scorer ever, two of those guys who are in that pantheon of just putting a ball in the bucket. I can't believe Kyrie Irving is about to make this decision and almost shit away a championship because he doesn't want to get vaccinated. Now I get it. I get it. He went, went on a reservation, little mountain. Yeah, man. His, his his train of thought changed. The way he viewed the world changed. The way he views life has changed. And I respect that. I have no problem with people going and finding themselves. Cool. If you want to go be Ricky Williams sitting in the day desert smoking tree you mean you come back and be a normal nigga in society cool whatever fine but bro as a basketball fan i need you to get the vax man (laughs) i need to see that because what happens what happens if the nets don't trade him they go to the finals they meet my lakers in the finals and even if he wanted to get on the court and go bust Bron ass if he could or Russ ass if he could you can't play in new york or you can't play in la because they have the same mandates. So you are gonna try to tell me that if y'all team, your team, your Brooklyn Nets got to the chip, you just gonna say nah? I don't love the game that much. I you know I mean? I don't know.
0: That's the weird part, man, and I, I think that's, I think that's the the conflicting feelings that. Brooklyn as an organization is having right now and I think that's why they're trying to just withhold him from all basketball activities because if they just let him do whatever right they just let him all right you know don't get the bags we'll just try to use you as we can that's rewarding Kyrie in a sense and letting him and giving him vindication like yep you can do what you want and you know we'll just use you as we can I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to strong arm Kyrie and they're like, bro, look, we're not going to let you play. If you don't get this vest, we need you to play all these games. We're trying to win a championship. And we put like, we got to also remember Brooklyn put a lot of investment in getting Kyrie. Like that wasn't a thing that they just, you know, Oh yeah. I mean, we just, you know, got Kyrie or Nick uh, pennies on the dime. That's not what happened. They, they gave up a lot to go get Kyrie off the back of KD saying, yo, go get my guy. So the Nets aren't just going to be like, bro, fuck it, do whatever. (laughs) That is not what's about to go down. The Nets are going to do whatever they can to try and figure out how are we going to get this? And I, and I, I don't know what's been going through the Nets organization's head, but they've had so much to deal with within the last two years of having Kyrie on the roster with it, him leaving and saying that he just needed time and space to figure things out, which is, you know, I get, especially during that time of all the racial inequalities that were happening in America, but God damn, somebody's got to pray for that organization because they dealt with so much with this guy because they had to like, imagine if your franchise player, Kevin Durant or Joel Embiid says, yo, you got to keep this guy or you're not even going to get me. It's like, damn, like I got to do this, but I don't even want to do it. And he's he strong-arming you and to do something that you don't want to do. So now you got to strong-arm this guy to do what you need him to do so that everything works, so that y'all get what y'all need. So that everybody's happy and appeased. It's a crazy conundrum that's going on in Brooklyn. But my question to you is, what if Kyrie doesn't play at all? Because I see Kyrie. I say all that to say, I see Kyrie saying, fuck y'all. I'm not going who? So now what does this team look like? Does a Patty Mills step up and you banking on an older Patty Mills, veteran Patty Mills to run your offense and 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 be your Steve Nash on the floor? Is that what we're doing?
1: I was kind of hoping that we didn't have to talk about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because
1: my homie asked me this a little while ago. Yo, if you had to put a $1,000 on if Kyrie Irving was going to be on the Nets at the end of the season. <laughs> be, yes he is 4,000 or no he's not 4,000 and most of my chat was like you know they kind of waited a little bit a couple most niggas say yeah I was like no you know I said no yeah man that's And the very good. next message in that chat was Kyrie Irving is not allowed to play or practice via the nets you know so that's how that went so now I'm thinking all right The Nets have now put their feet in the sand. They're dug in. They're not going nowhere. They're not budging on shit, one, because they can't, two, because it's not something that they can directly influence. Because at the end of the day, they have handled the last two and a half years flawlessly. Yeah, man. Flawlessly. The only question I have is the the Steve Nash hire, because I don't you know, it feels a little weird. But so it's I Steve Nash, get, I get it. I get it. Harden was, you know, he's on record talking about, yeah, I used to watch Kevin Durant and them doing these weird training things. And then Matt Barnes is telling us his time in, in, in Golden State when Nash and KD was on side courts walking around spinning and shooting jump shots. So I get the Steve Nash part, you know. And then Kyrie Irving taking a mental break. Get your time, King. I'm here for that they handled that perfectly <laughs> as best as they could because at the end of the day yeah, they know they cannot if there's one person that they can piss off you can piss off Kyrie okay cool but you can absolutely not piss off Kevin Durant because at the end of the day niggas want to come play with Kevin Durant Kevin Durant got James Harden there even if James Harden is a better friend with Kyrie Irving basketball wise harder than Harden and KD of course they're going to get back together and that's all they're probably going to have this season because I don't think Kyrie Irving stays on the Nets.
0: I just don't. But how does he get moved, Yates? Like my thing is, if he's not willing to get the Vex, who's giving up assets for that? I, well, I, I don't. I don't know a team that does. I'm, I don't know a team that gives up. Team. I don't know if I don't know a team that gives up assets for a guy who's not guaranteed to play because let's not even let's not even trip we're not even talking about the season we're talking about a career it could be a situation where the NBA will not eventually will not allow you to play in the league unless you do have the coronavirus vaccine because we're going to get to eventually at some point get to a point where we'll have the coronavirus under control but you'll have to have the like you'll have to be required to have that
1: vax regardless Just like anything else in the world, like if you have to go to school and shit like that or go. Yeah, yeah. Like those, those things. Of course. Absolutely. So that's a great point. And like, honestly, bro, I don't know who or what would be the thing that would make someone want to trade for Kyrie Irving other than his talent. But part of me wants to hold out hope that he's actually going to get vaccinated at some point. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like like I'm saying, I'm just thinking like, bro, there's no way there's no way that you're this dug in around this many other influential people chasing a common goal and you want to throw it away because of your beliefs, which isn't even the wrong thing to do because your beliefs and what you stand for on your own too is more important than your career, your job, whatever you feel is that like your the things that you stand for are the things that you're gonna stand for. Cool but you can't get pissed if you, or if, you, if you're not gonna be in the NBA no more. But bro, at the same time, like,
0: I think it'd be cool if his beliefs made sense, or not yeah, even made sense, terrible. but were legitimate. Like, is this isn't even a legitimate belief, and unfortunately, it's a lot of like, I mean, I, spiritually, you can feel like your body's your temple, and you don't want, but like, bro, you went to public
1: school. You took an aspirin before. You took an Advil before. There's no, like, you're not a nigga who's looking at the ingredients on every single thing and worrying about that. Like, come on, bro. I, so it's like, I really, really, really hope and pray that he ends up getting the vaccine and then still having his beliefs. That's fine. Because at the end of the day, we will understand why you got vaccinated, even if we feel as though you owe us an explanation. Like, just get If he doesn't get the vaccine, the NBA season is going to be not a question mark. But it's going to be a big damper on the league because one of their premier players on the premier team. Is now not available because of something as simplistic as just getting vaccinated in the middle of something that none of us have ever been a part of. And it's not really in the books like that. Pandemics don't come around that often. True. It's the reason why polio and all that shit is eradicated.
0: <laughs> Literally. It's a
1: reason for that. Now you ask me, who would trade for Kyrie? Where could he go? Well, he's not vaccinated, so that takes out a bunch of states. Fuck it. We can go Twitter, we can make a Twitter trade. Kyrie for Ben. You can come play. You can play you can play ball. Can I, knew play I knew this was coming. I knew I this mean, was coming. I mean Did you know that was coming or were I you did. Doc Rivers waiting fucking for tip off and you get a text from Ben Simmons saying I'm fucking outside?
0: Actually it was Elton Brand, but whatever. That it I was, mean That was the that was the I, So I, when I, 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 so I So when I, I saw I, Woj talk about that on Sports Center last night, I was just like Ain't no what the way. hell do you what the hell do you mean he just showed up? Like imagine being Elton Brand and getting a text saying, Yeah, Ben Simmons is at the door, he needs to be let in to get his COVID test, and he's officially reporting.
1: Huh? The nigga Ben's a freak, bro. He sent Elton Brand a you up text basically. Yo, I'm outside. Literally, huh? like, the, like the shawty, like just popped up on you. Yeah. And you ain't even tell her to slide, though. Like, she just nor pulled up. You even, nor did you get up and, and do the whole clean and join. Like, you would have rather the, you're going to hate me. If <laughs> <laughs> I'm on brand, I want to see it. You're going to hate me, because now I got a bigger headache. Thanks. Now <laughs> you are in the building. You got your COVID shit. You're probably going to have to sit out 14 days anyway away from us because of quarantining and all that shit. Because who knows where you've been? Literally. But it's just like, we were just talking about Kyrie Irving standing and <sighs> what he believes in, and he doesn't waver. He hasn't really wavered. And if he does waver and decide to get the vaccine, okay, cool. But that's one thing that I respect about guys like Kyrie Irving, because if it was Kyrie Irving, if it was Ben Simmons with a Kyrie Irving mentality, he wouldn't be nowhere near Pennsylvania. Not even Philly, Pennsylvania. Yeah.
0: Because
1: he's telling everybody, I don't want to be here. I'm not coming. I'll sit out the whole fucking season. I'm not reporting to training camp. Come on. Find me. Come on, yo. What Let's do- keep it a bean. Let's keep it a bean really? now. We knew that
0: was bullshit. Yeah, we- bro, come on. Now. We, know, we, knew, we knew there was money involved.
1: And when what, he talks, what, right? what money talks, right? Money talks, right? What did I say when we started the show tonight? Mm-mm. look what that money make a bitch do and sure enough 300 g's a day adds up man so now yeah, they do <laughs> now we're watching something now we're going to watch the most intriguing soap opera in the history of the sport <sighs> and you being a sixers fan i need to know what the fuck you think is going to happen because <laughs> When I'm sitting here looking at it from my uh, big three-having team over here in L.A., <sighs> yody, yody, yody. this shit is appointment TV.
0: Dude, I don't really know what to expect, but I know this for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be good. Like, It's not going to be good at all. But I don't, look, here's the thing. I don't think Ben plays. I think Ben's there reporting so that he's not losing bread, which, I mean, I get, I get the move. And Rich Paul definitely probably strong on him and said, bro, look, I mean, I did all that I could. We tried to, you know, make this shake and get them to trade you earlier, but that's clearly not happening. And you need this bread, like I need that bread. So you gonna have to go, <laughs> you gonna have to go to the city and do what you gotta do. And obviously there's gonna be, a random report saying Ben Simmons has a back issue or knee soreness and can't play and doesn't feel comfortable playing and it's going to be week to week. And they're, and that's just how they're going to carry the situation until he gets traded. My thing is just going back to like the trades, right? And last week we talked about, and I brought up, maybe they could be holding out for Dane. And then later on this week, earlier this week, we were talking about, damn, Ben Simmons said he he's cool with going to Sacramento. Like maybe we get you know Foxy and healed. But my thing is, does Daryl Morey think that's enough? Like, I think the whole how we have to figure this thing out is like, how are we going to get into the mind of Daryl Morey? Because he holds all the cards. Like, and I've never, I don't think I've been in a situation in Philadelphia where I believed. In a GM so much that he has full control of a situation like this like Maury is experienced and clearly has all the leverage and all the information and all the power over this situation and he is just being Geppetto and 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 toying with this whole situation like Pinocchio it's crazy what he's doing right now and I'm just really curious to you one and to him like what's going through his mind? Like, what do you think is going through his mind? Do you think that he's willing and thinks that De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Heald or the combination of both are enough to get for Ben Simmons? Or do you believe that he doesn't even think that that's enough? Do you believe that he only thinks that Dame or Bradley Beal are enough for, for an all-star like Ben Simmons?
1: So I don't know Daryl Morey personally, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, I kind of feel like I have a good grasp on the type of the type of dude he is. And, you know, I don't think that this Ben Simmons situation is going to be like the situation that Maury just left in Houston, you know, with a guy like John Wall, who we know is going to get traded at some point. But, you know, he's going to report he's not going to play. Probably going to sit on the bench and 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 help the team that way, and we know Ben Simmons isn't going to do that because he's shown that he's not some type of vocal leader in a way that <laughs> John Wall, is. like John Wall, is going to sit there and and help hone those young guys, the the Jay Chris's and and the Jay Greens of the world over there, you know. And before Maury got to Philly, call it what you want, but the additions that he made. The players and teams that he rolled out in Houston. Think about all the guys that they had. They had Russ. They had Chris Paul. They had Dwight Howard. They had James Harden. They got ancillary pieces. Eric Gordon's of the world. Found DJ the Tucker's. PJ Tucker. I could go down the list. Anybody who was an impact player for the Rockets over their over their run with James Harden. Moore, yeah, he's went and got those guys, you know. Now, however, he came to the bottom line of analytic driven ac- acquisitions or cap space moves or whatever the case may be. I have supreme faith that Daryl Morey is sitting over there in his little condo penthouse, cute ass crib, wherever it is, somewhere in Center yeah, City. <laughs> Center City. Who knows? Maybe he went and bought uh, Ben Ben Simmons more more. <laughs> <laughs> more
0: he said hey, yo slide back to your old crib bro I yeah, need to have a meet.
1: put the fucking key under the mat i don't know but <laughs> i just got worried down bro for for having a wish list obviously that's what a normal gm would do and i think he has his joints set up in tears things that he knows probably won't happen like the Bradley bill deal or like the Dame Lillard deal. He probably knows those things won't happen, but I guarantee I would put money on it that he has a way that it would potentially work. So you take those guys out, then you have the second batch of of, of potential players. We know he wants to go to Cali. Does he go to the Warriors? I don't see that. I just don't see it. If I'm Daryl Morey, I'm cool in the Warriors because they can't give me pieces back that that, that can win now. You know, I, I don't want Draymond Green in return for Ben Simmons. I don't want Andrew Wiggins in return for Ben Simmons. I don't want anybody off that team, honestly, unless it's Steph Curry, which we know isn't going to fucking happen. So they're out. And we've been talking about this for a minute. The the thought of him going to Sacramento, to me, would be the best return for the Sixers. Because we said this last week, the Cyclone himself, George Niang, we we watched him. We finally got to see him in a Sixers uniform. He out here spick shit like we were saying. So you had that little, you know, that little, that little random piece that the Sixers have added. Thanks, Daryl Morey. You know, he's building and constructing a team for post-Ben Simmons. We saw Isaiah Joe get a lot of minutes last night. Now, granted, half the team's hurt and all that type of shit. It's early, but the Sixers aren't just throwing those guys out there just to throw them out there. So if I'm if I'm Daryl Morey, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm gonna try my best to go get De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Hill, or both. Because that type of addition to what I have currently in Philadelphia. Will allow me to actually run a conventional style of offense and not this piecemeal thing experiment with Ben Simmons at the one.
0: And I agree. And I think Warriors is just playing the waiting game. Like he has no inclination to rush into a decision. Because I think at the end of the day, like Buddy Hill, like we're talking about, let's say Buddy Hill and De'Aaron Fox. They're going to be available at the trade deadline regardless so why would I force my force my hand and make a decision that I don't even need to make right now, I think this is really talking to more so about the experience and. Um, and the confidence that Derek Morey as a GM, he just really has because he knows that those deals are going to be there regardless. Those deals in Indiana are going to be there regardless. I can get those at any time. The deals that he's waiting to see how shit's going to shake is with Dame and Bradley Bill. Less on Bradley Bill because he really seems like he really wants to stay in Washington, which I don't understand, but that's a story I, for another I day. Up,
1: I gave up on him. He made me literally. <laughs>
0: But I think he's he's really waiting on Dame. He's really just waiting to see is Dame gonna be happy in Portland all season or is he gonna be like, yo, I'm cool off Portland. Y'all haven't given me anybody to work with. Nurchick ain't it. Chauncey Billups ain't it. I need to get out of here. So cause it'd be it, it'd be really bad for the Sixers organization to make this trade right now for Buddy Hield and De'Aaron Fox and then get down the line at the trade deadline, and Dame's like. I went out of here. But now you blew it.
1: See, I don't know if I agree with that. Because if if looking at it now, I mean, obviously, we wouldn't know what the players would be, like what that third team would be, whether it's for the Kings trade or a Dame trade. But if I'm Daryl Morey, I almost would rather have Fox and Hill over Dame. Really? Yeah. Because I'm of the mindset that if I'm losing somebody as good as Ben Simmons in terms of what he does for my team, I want to try to get as much new facets added to this roster. And Dame brings the most facets out of those three players, but having a dynamic point guard and a knockdown shooter in replacement of ben simmons i feel like i would lean more towards that than dame now if it's dame and anthony simons or somebody like that fuck the kings (laughs) because now i have that secondary shooter that can come in behind danny green
0: see i don't know if he would be anthony simons just because i think they like him and I think that's a, a young piece that they, they I think they're going to be willing to hold on to, especially if they're going to unload Dame. They're not going to, they're, they're trying to keep young assets at this point and try and
1: build a core. So one dimensional though, at this stage of his career, he can't he is. for himself. So he might be expendable. True, true. I mean, that's so- a fair point. Depending on who the, the Blazers would package up in the in the event of a Dame deal would probably sway me one way or the other. But as of right now, I would rather have Fox and Heal. Now, if it ends up being either or Fox or Hill or Dame, then obviously it's going to be Dame. Then probably... Ugh. I mean, what if they
0: what so what if they're unloading, right? Let's say Portland's unloading. What if they're unloading and they package Pow with Dame? Do you take is that still over?
1: Oh absolutely, yeah. I take I take I take Norman Powell? Yeah, Norman Powell. Yes, absolutely. Because that guy, I know what I'm getting out of him every night.
0: Because I feel like I just feel like at that point, if they're gonna unload Dame. You're basically saying you're about to rebuild. Yeah, so to... I would unload Norman Powell.
1: Yeah, and I don't. I think that would be that would be a solid deal because you're going to get that, you know, that blue collar guy. Like, remember when everybody was loving Avery Bradley when he came to the Lakers and all that shit? Yeah. And,
0: shit went south you know, like before
1: that. <laughs> yeah, like he he's that type of guy. He's one of those blue guys. A lot. He'll play D. He'll hit a couple shots. He'll get a few dunks. You know, he's he's one of them dudes. So. I would rather that. But we don't know, we don't know. I don't know how you feel about that though. Like, I don't know how your gut feels about what's going to happen in Philly.
0: To be honest, I mean, I just, I I can't really get my hopes up. It's like a job, right? It's like throwing job applications in. One is like, you know, a Fortune 500 company making crazy bread, hella benefits, and you get to travel all the time. And the other is like a decent sized company, solid benefits, uh, not too much travel, but you know what you get. You take care of your family and you you live it like a comfortable life. Like that's what I feel right now. Like Dame is that Fortune five hundred company that's like, if I get that jaw, let's go. But if I don't, I get it. I understand. And I think that Buddy Healed and or De'Aaron Fox are that mid level company. You know who, you know, solid benefits. I know what I'm gonna get, and I can, I can, I can live with. I can live with.
1: So now I need to know, like, like. You're not going to be Burger King. You're not going to be Chick-fil-A. You're not going to be. McDonald's. You're not going to be Wendy's. Like, are you all going to end up like the fifth best team in the East? See, I don't think that and I I, and I think what's going to be a really weird
0: situation is saying, like, we just talked about the Sixers and the Nets, right? Those are the two top teams in the. uh, one of the two top teams in the uh, top three teams in the East last year. They're going to take a step back. Regardless, I think, of what happens with any of these situations, it's going to be volatile for the organization and the play on the court. And I think both teams are going to take a step back and going to struggle this year. But so now what does that mean for other teams? Like, I just – I don't know. I think we'll be in, like, the 3-4 range team-wise. I think the Nets will be in the 2 to two to three range just because they still have that man KD, the, sl- uh, the slender man and, 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 and that guy Harden. But there's another team that people seem to just be very high on this season. They did a lot in the off season and they made a big blockbuster trade uh, last season to get Nikolai Vucevic, but it's the Chicago Bulls, man. A lot of people are high on this team and I just don't know what to expect from this team. I'm not, not high on them but i'm just very <laughs> i'm just very curious about what we're going to see from this team cuz they're they're young but old, right?
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess they are young <laughs> but old. I guess they are young, but old. I mean they have they have a nice little balance to me of youth and and veteran leadership. Um but i honestly think they're going to be a top 4 team in the east this year, man. I really... It's a bold predict. Look, I think my questions with this
0: team, though, if I can say, I think my questions with this team. Will yeah, but you have yeah. concerns. I just think consistent shooting, like three point shooting, to be specific, because they're very athletic and they're going to be running. Like I know, like I see that, like they're going to be running. And when teams try to force them into half court situations, I think that's when Nikolai Vucevic comes into play, throwing into the post. He's a great post player. Um, and he can also stress the floor too. Uh, so like that's where I feel as though you know they'll get into sticky situations if they try to rely too much on that and and not be able to shoot the three at a high enough clip. Cause if you look at some of their guys, right, their main guys like good shot 38%, but the league average is 35. And you know, DeRozan isn't a three-point shooter. We know that. Lonzo Ball has brought up his three-point shooter, but not a lot of those guys are are. Spot up shooters like Lonzo Ball, I w- I would say is more so their most spot up shooter. Zach Levine shoot shot forty one percent from three point range, but he's normally off the dribble. He got to have the ball in his hand, and he's coming off that pick and roll, and he's pulling that bitch. So it's like those situations are kind of different than being a spot up shooter. And it's just I need to see what that offense is looking like, how they're gonna run, you know, how they're gonna control the pace of the game in certain points. Um, because sometimes if you're going too fast, you lose you lose track of the game and. And things start sputtering. So I don't, those are just my concerns about the team, but I like what they have. I like what they did.
1: I think they're going to be a top fourteen, And one, because I think we're going to see a lot of regression with most of the teams in the East anyway, because Including the way-
0: Including
1: the Bucks. Yeah, the way it shook out last year was kind of, I'm not going to say, like, if you look at the standings from last year, they, they do look weird. Like, the Sixers were the one seed, the Nets was the two seed, Bucks was the three, I believe the Knicks were the four. Yeah, four or five, because they played. The Hawks were the five seed. Celtics. And it's like, normally you would assume that the Celtics is going to be a top three team, you know? But I don't know. You know, we really don't know. So I feel as though... They're going to be able to catch a lot of people by surprise, but I agree that there is not a lot of floor spacers on on, on the floor, which, I mean, let's face it, like the league is all space and pace these days. But I guess I got to give this dude a little bit of credit because like Lonzo Ball has came a long way. You mean he, he finessed his way into being a Laker? <laughs> Which really really bothered me, bro. You was clamoring for him. You was you ever, was a ball ever, guy. Ever was ever a ball guy. You had was, the sneaks, yo. You, all right. I'm sorry. You ain't had the sneaks, yo. First of all, I support black business, but no, I did not have the sneaks. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't. No, I did not. I, I I didn't think that he was. You was watching he his games in
0: Lithuania, his brother's games in Lithuania. I know you. were. No, I so was
1: watching far. his games when he was running from De'Aaron Fox over there at UCLA. When, but all right, whatever. But right <laughs> now he's playing good. You know the 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 shots look a little bit more honed in. It's not shooting from his left hip. All that weird shit he was doing, and then his ability to pass, his ability to affect tempo. I think is mm-hmm. going to be something that's going to be a big factor for Zach Levine. I think this whole thing goes as Zach Levine goes. Zach Levine has never played with nobody good ever. And now he <laughs> finally has, <laughs> now he finally <laughs> has. You <laughs> had to think about like, well, we'll, we'll hold on now because he was in Minnesota and, but not,
0: I mean. Cause I'm believing that cat.
1: Towns is cool, but like they was both Gerber babies. They're not like, like if no, he was right. Towns now, they would be a force.
0: Nah, uh, you keep jacking that. I'm not trying to hear none
1: of that. I got support um, talent this year because all that weird shit is going on with him. But that's true. I feel like the additions of the team now will allow Zach Levine to finish what he started in the summer. Because remember, we, last time we last time we spoke about about Zach Levine, it was he's on the Olympic team. He ain't got no choice but to be, but to benefit from this situation. Right, I felt like he would be the player that would benefit most from being on the Olympic team, because Devin Booker already was in the finals, right. so he he's officially like he's on the he's on the radar of most people. Zach Levine, we all know him from the dunk contest. Most people don't know that he can actually really fucking hoop. He's not Jeremy fucking Evans running around just dunking the game. And from the time that he was on the Olympics to now having. Somewhat similar of a roster, like you can look around, like, well, damn, like, I got Kevin Durant over there, like, that's crazy. Like now he can look like, oh, well, you know, I I respect DeMar game, I respect DeMar DeRozan, and I feel as though I don't need to go and get fifty every night because DeRozan can go get me twenty off all twos, twenty five off all twos. Cool. You have the recipe with the big man down low. I think he's going to have a big year because now it's like, well, you can't really double him. You can't really double off of the other guys. Cause I'm sure the bulls will have an offense where a lot of motion is going on. And a lot of people can hopefully, hopefully be secondary options. It may come down to the coach and what they run, but from just the talent level on the team, they should be a top 14.
0: So you don't think that the Rosen's defender will sag. Like I, or do you think that Billy Donovan will place DeRozan when they're, when, when they're, when they're trying to get that post up on Vucevic? They'll, he'll place him on the floor to where he's less of it. That will be less of an
1: issue. See, I think even if they do sag, that's cool because I saw DeMar DeRozan in a Bulls jersey come down and just squeeze a three.
0: But I don't think it's about him shooting the shots. I think it's more so about him shooting them at a
1: consistent clip. I feel like it's more so about him being willing to shoot those shots. Because like I said, like we said, like we talked about earlier, we're in an era of basketball where everyone shoots the ball. Yeah. I just saw Boban go two for two. <laughs> so yeah, they're probably gonna sag off, but I don't think they'll put him in positions to allow that to happen. And even if he does sag off he's not ben simmons and he's going to die when he doesn't have the ball he's going to that's true he's going to relocate so i think that's going to help them
0: and either way even if he does like even if this man does sag i i mean demar demorosian is a very smart player so he's probably gonna cut to the basket and that's a dime like that's the that's the benefit of having a big who can pass out the post as well is, okay, can he – but it's about him also being able to see that double fast enough, too. So there's a lot of things that go along with that.
1: Yeah, like, for all we know, he could be on the weak side, get a, a Laurie Marketing back screen, be on the baseline, and now Laurie Marketing is open for the for the screen and pop. Thanks. Hopefully he uses that play and TMS me. But, Leo, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know – I don't even know how we should even set this up
0: yeah man it's it's yay time we should just i think that's how we should set it up it's yay time and there's just something that i think is infuriating me and you we've taught we've talked extensively about this the within the last 24 hours just because it was one thrown at a left field we didn't really expect all this to come down like this but also it's like we're not really shocked because this is how stuff really goes for people like me and you who look
1: like me and you, I should say. Yeah. Like like it's, this is one of those things that is just incredibly mind blowing to me on so many different levels. And like, we kind of probably privy to a little bit more information than most people. (laughs) <laughs> in terms of like, we get to see the information as soon as it happens. You know, we kind of know like, oh, something's about to come down. Oh, Thanks. shit. It's <laughs> you know, and from that standpoint, it's like, damn, like, you know, you're usually prepared for stuff. Like, oh, you know, urban's in the news. We going not have to talk about it. All right. All right, cool. It'll drop in a little bit. But this, mm, nah, this ain't the same thing, good brother. Because this man, John Gruden over a seven, eight-year span was subject to, I guess they call it cancel culture. That's what I've been seeing, hashtagged, and this is wrong, this is right. You know, we can can talk about that in a second. But I don't don't even, like, I don't know how you feel about just the whole the whole situation, how it how it rolled out, but I have major problems with this whole situation. So I'm gonna let you go first because I don't know, I don't even know what to even do.
0: <clears throat> My frustrations, I think, really stem from, and I saw a lot of a lot of people who I respect their opinion about certain things. Tweet this out. Uh, shout out to BC. His tweet was like spot on.
1: Raiders shit.
0: Uh, Raiders Who Raiders is a Raider, Raider fan? That's a real rap. But his tweet was immaculate because he he stated that um, in a synopsis of it, it was really when it's a racial issue, when it's, when it's, you know, Black people being marginalized and being affected by something, it's an issue but it's not worth losing something for. It's not worth losing your job. It's not worth being canceled for. But when you start offending the lgbt community mm. um specifically gay uh and transgender people then it's like whoa 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 this is an issue and and this is we have zero tolerance for this like where is the where's the zero tolerance for the racism because let's 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 go back to the beginning of where this started john gruden Got got in trouble first because of his comments about the NFLPA director and how and making fun of his lips. Mission
1: lips. I will
0: say is funny,
1: but yeah, very very lolish. But however, <laughs> not <from you>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not from you. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry,
0: kid. But like, that's the that's the that's the situation that we're in. And I and I like me personally, I know people and I'm not Look, I don't speak on things that because I don't really like white people speaking on race too much because I think they should take heed and listen and stuff like that. I take heed and listen on things revolving around the LGBT community because I'm not a part of that community. Absolutely. So when I so when I look at people and I'm seeing people that I know who are part of that community and they're not saying anything to denounce what's going on or denounce what certain people are saying about the about the inequalities of how we're handling these situations, I'm taking heed to that because those are people that I respect their opinion and they're in that community. So this this isn't even coming from me. This is coming from those people that I'm hearing from who are a part of that community. So that's that's my feeling on the whole situation, because personally, I can't really say too much. I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a part of that community. But the the people who I know who are. That's how they're feeling about it as well.
1: Yeah. And like, I think I feel, you know, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much in line with you on that. Like the coverage of it for me is really what rubbed me the wrong way, because when it came out about. The the jokes about the lips. I'm like, man, ain't no way this motherfucker can keep his job. Ain't no way, not in this environment. Ain't no way. Thanks. You know what I mean? Because when it came out, the only thing I'm thinking of is, well, damn, like they got grew on some crazy shit, he right? Like, you know, I mean that's that's his that's his fault for not for not cleaning this shit. But it's also his fault for even allowing that to be said and typed out. But that's who he is. That's who he seems to be. But my whole thing is there wasn't really outrage nationally when it was just jokes about the uh, about the, the PA director, DeMarie Smith. There was There was really not that much outrage over it. We were mad, our timelines were mad because Black Twitter is not gonna allow that type of shit to fly they're going to hold that type of shit (laughs) it's never going to be a back burner issue when it comes to race and white people saying certain things especially white people who are in positions of power and are in positions of leadership and who absolutely should not be saying certain things as overseers of men but we'll get into that in a second it wasn't until like you said the other emails start to come out and now everyone's like oh wow oh oh next thing you know he's out just that fast and now all of a sudden the conversation has shifted from the initial emails to the totality of the emails which is understandable because they progressively have gotten worse but we're not here to discuss what's worse what's more demeaning We're not really here to discuss that. It's the handling of it for me. It's the the overt, like disrespect. And it's the lack of accountability because they always say it takes two to tango, right? Personally, if I'm John Gruden, I'm fucking pissed because how am I gonna get caught in an investigation about another team. The investigation is about a Washington football team. And that toxic, disgusting culture that they cultivated and created for years under Daniel Snyder and Bruce Allen and the motherfuckers. So Gruden is getting, he caught the craziest stray bullet ever just now. But my problem is this went on for eight years, eight plus years, and i'm sure those things that he said were not confined to just emails i'm sure he said though uh, some of those things in public to people or around people and those people enabled him to continue to say those things which is why he felt so comfortable putting them in an email to someone who probably feels the same way as him in the first place
0: but preface your statement bro work emails like work it's emails. we're not talking about a personal account like we're not talking about john john.gruden at gmail.com <laughs> like we're talking about john gruden at espn.com like that's that's what we're talking about like
1: the You're goal saying,
0: of him questions. bro the gall of
1: questions. him but still but still the gall the gall <laughs> My Stephen A. voice. <laughs> it's the goal for me, and then I don't know how you like. I I don't know how you feel about cancel culture. You know, I don't know. Like I know how you feel about the John Gruden situation. I don't understand the negative response to him being really well resigning from his position there's people who are like well why don't we go and and take away Eminem's rapper awards from when he was saying all this crazy shit or why don't we go back and check your individual emails about things and it's like hold on boss first of all niggas don't put wild shit in emails anyway dummy that's an entitlement thing that's a power thing Because that's you indicating that you don't give a fuck about shit. Literally. Because you're doing it in the workspace. Bro, we're
0: two nobodies. And I think we're, we strategically do things and handle certain things on certain platforms and in work emails just on the regular, because you have to, like, you have to make sure that you're just being respectful and that you obviously in our business, you never know, as we saw, when something can be pulled out of a hat and be like, yeah, bro, you did do this. And uh, yeah, it was like 10 years ago, but you did that, John.
1: Right. And that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, it was 10 years ago. Like people change, people grow. And it's like, nah, it, it happened. It began 10 years ago, but it had a duration of about eight years. Right. So if you're a motherfucking robber and you rob me every day at the bus stop, Every I every month at the bus stop, you, I'm getting robbed by you. Every, I'm going to coin you as a fucking thief, a as criminal, a robber, as a, a fucking robber. <laughs> and then one day, all of a sudden, you come out and you stop someone from robbing me. That doesn't make you a good person. That just means you was late to rob me because someone else got you. <laughs> you know, and it's like, this is this is yo this is, shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. It's repeating things that we're seeing from John Gruden, and now people want to handle it with kid gloves oh because it's John Gruden. We yeah. can't cancel John Gruden over something that was ten years ago. Um, yeah, I can, because the concept of cancel culture is 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 something that I don't believe in. I just don't. I can't.
0: It's just taking accountability, right?
1: Because. To me, people who say you can't cancel someone like you're basically saying, well, you can't hold him accountable for those shortcomings because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, 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 no. We're not in some hypersensitive world now. We're in a world where people are finally finding their voice and feeling comfortable with holding other people accountable for ethic and moral wrongs. And that's what we're talking about here. Whenever you hear the word cancel culture, what is it in reference to? This thing, we can name them, throw them out.
0: Tory Lanes. What did he do? Kanye.
1: What did Tory? Time out. What did what did Tory Lanes do? Shot a black woman. Shot a black woman in her damn foot. All right, keep going. That's Kanye.
0: Unfortunately,
1: Kanye for a multitude of different reasons. We can pick one out the hat. Let's go with slavery was a choice. Ridiculous statement. Keep going. (laughs) Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, what the fuck did Mr. Putin do? <laughs> yo, you gotta chill. You gotta chill, yo. I'm, I'm just asking questions. These are he three was, examples, y'all.
0: He was he was he was shooting pills in the in the females' drinks.
1: Yeah, bowling. Okay, I get it.
0: Chill, yo. I
1: mean, those th- three things are all what? They're moral wrongs. You know, just like I do. Being raised, you don't fuck with women. You don't fuck with children. You don't fuck with elderly people. Yeah. Those are the rules of most things, at least where we're from. Literally. You you shot a woman and said that you didn't. That's corny. That's morally and ethically wrong. Everyone would acknowledge that. Kanye West, slavery was a choice? No, bro, it wasn't. I get what you're trying to say. Right. Get it. I understand like, it. You know, if we were all just mobilized together, it could have overcame and yeah, Yeah. But no, 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 no. That's not what you said. <laughs> that's not what you said. You know, you could have said that, but you didn't. It's not a choice. Bill Cosby taking advantage of women morally, ethically wrong. Those are things that people need to be held accountable for. Right. It is not, oh, we need to cancel these people. No, it's simply if we took cancel out and just said we need to hold them accountable everybody you're damn right we should
0: and i think that and i think that's what it has to be like and nobody's saying oh well john gruden can never have a job in the nfl again nobody's saying that but currently he has to be held for his held accountable for his actions and if that means losing his job right now then yes he, that's what he's deserving of he deserves to lose his job i'm not saying next season he can't get hired by somebody
1: yeah that's well, not that's I'm, not
0: what we're saying
1: if i do something over and over and over again for a year i am a serial whatever that is that's what i am john gruden if you don't like gay people and you don't like that eric reed is protesting police brutality and inequalities and things like that and you are saying that this guy has tire lips on that, Those are things that you truly feel. So you need to, in turn, be held accountable for those feelings if they are morally and ethically wrong. Thanks. Because everybody, I would think, with two cents in between the ears that they got, would be like, you know, he didn't have to talk about that man's lips. He didn't have to call Michael Sam a queer. He didn't have to say that fucking Roger Goodell's a faggot. He didn't have to say any of those things. He didn't have to, but he did. So the repercussions of those things will result in you potentially losing whatever job you have Because all the people that you mentioned that we were trying to get, quote unquote, canceled are visible public figures who have influence beyond the reach of their profession. Mm. In which case, your your rhetoric, positive or negative, has a negative or positive effect on the people who like you. You can even throw Kyrie in that mix. You want to push the anti-vax thing? You're now uplifting the voice of all those people who like you yeah. and feel the same way. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: So if we hold you accountable and tell you you need to get the vaccine, maybe the people who are following you will change, and that will help the society out. Exactly. John Gruden, you have to be disbanded from this job. Absolutely. Sorry. Sorry, you cannot be a leader of men, Uh, 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 a beacon of light for a certain organization when you're out here not liking anybody. Shepard said it last night, a clean sweep of disrespecting everybody, every person, every type of person. I don't get it accountability needs to be a thing that we should be striving to hold people to. Don't call it cancel culture. I mean, is it why cancel them? Hold them accountable. If, if, if the results, are you losing something that you like, then maybe you shouldn't have fucking did it in the first place. Literally. Be a Good person. You don't even have to be held accountable for things that are wrong.
0: Everything has a consequence.
1: Hey, what the fuck do I know? I don't if know. This is TB. Up, but <laughs> would that nigga get a job? TBD. TB fucking D. Woo woo woo! Woo yeah. uh, woo! Woo woo! Are you not entertained? Are you
0: not entertained? Is this not why you are here?
1: Fuck this. What right.